What is up, everybody, and welcome back in to another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight, once again, I'm here with my co-host, Dustin Smith, and we're here to talk some junior day about the Auburn football Tigers. Dustin Smith going over some exciting news. Man, the Auburn football program, full head of steam. Can't wait to hear what Dustin has to say about that. And also, the Auburn Tigers get their home winning streak ended by the Texas A&M Aggie, 79 to 63, and the Auburn Tigers fall to 16 and four and six and two in the Southeastern Conference. So we're here to recap that, and I think we got a great episode, Dustin. And man, I just wanted to start things off with how are you doing tonight? I'm good, buddy. Um, I'm glad we're doing this a day after the basketball game and not immediately after. Right? <laughs> Let emotions calm down a little bit? Yeah, I, was, I wasn't too happy with that. Man, it was tough to watch, wasn't it, Dustin? Dude, uh, I don't know what it is, but Texas A&M was 7-2 and two with Neville, and we got to change that. I mean, that's, that's just something else right there. Dude, what um what about the Radford kid, man? I mean, we couldn't stop him. We couldn't stop him. I I don't we, uh, uh, he dropped 30 on us, Dustin. Back to back games we've given up a 30 point score. I don't I don't know, man. It it was tough to watch, but uh, aggravating, aggravating to watch. And I felt like every time we would get on a nice little run or something or try to cut into the lead, man, they would just hit a three right back in our eye. Uh, it was tough, man. But, you know, I, I before we get into the basketball stuff, I wanted to jump in here, and I know you wanted to have a little segment on junior day, man, and the Auburn football Tigers are just absolutely rolling. Like I just mentioned, full head of steam with head coach Hugh Freeze, man. And, and I know there's a big – Big weekend coming up. A lot of big-time recruits, and I know you know all about it, Dustin. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. So point of reference, the previous staff literally didn't, like, tried to put together a junior day and didn't yeah. know how to do it. I'm not – I know that sounds crazy. Like, I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. They failed to put together a competent junior day. Mm-hmm. Like – they tried to do it. They didn't even know how to do it. It was just a huge mess. And then they ended up like a month later trying to kind of bounce back and say, okay, this is it. But by then the ship had sailed. You already looked really stupid. Yeah. Um, but it just, just another one of the many horror stories. And, but you look at this dude. <laughs> I try, try to stay with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause there's a lot of four stars and there's a lot of names. Mm-hmm. This is per Keith Niebuhr, four star. Uh, and I'm, they're all, if they're not 2024, I'll tell you. Four star wide receiver JJ Harrell, four star linebacker Jordan Burns, four star linebacker Demarcus Reddick, four star athlete Marcus Simmons, four star athlete Ronnie Royal, four star linebacker Xavier Hamilton, four star linebacker Adarius Hayes, four star running back Jamarian Burnett. He might commit this weekend. Mm. Four star corner Zion Ferguson, four star receiver Cameron Coleman, he's from Phoenix City. Um, Saw the day on Twitter, Hugh Freeze posting a picture. He's in Phoenix City again. That's the third time I've seen him in Phoenix City in the month and a half he's been the head coach. Mm. Now, listen, that's that should be normal, okay? And it's going to be normal now. But the last 
four or five years it hasn't been mm-hmm. and remember when we flew to portland oregon to try to get darius clemens a receiver from portland yeah when you got four stars in your backyard mm. and you missed on that kid by the way yep but you, why are you doing that when you got a team 30 minutes up the road that puts out four star receivers every single year mm. Four-star safety, Traverius Banks. Four-star corner, J.D. and Lewis. Four-star receiver, Chance Robinson. Four-star defensive lineman, Jeffrey Rush. Four-star corner, Amon Lane, already committed to us. Four-star linebacker, Jordan Burns. 2025 kid, four-star Ed Zion Grady. Four-star linebacker, uh, four-star quarterback, Antoine Hill. Mm-hmm. Four-star safety, Aquan Fagans. And I'm not even going to read all the three-stars because that's – what, 30, 40 more kids? I mean, seriously, dude. <laughs> like, that's just that's just the four stars. Yeah. Um, this is <laughs> – these guys get it, dude. They get it. They have not stopped. And <clears throat> there was a kid I, – I forget his name because I could – you just read – I just read half of these names. There's a lot of them. But mm-hmm. there was a kid that – the only day he was going to be able to come, it may have been the quarterback. I'm not sure, though. Uh, but the only day he was going to come was going to be a Sunday. And he was going to be the only kid on campus that day. And previous staff and even a lot of staffs out there, they would just kind of say whatever with that. And they would give it like a half effort. Mm-hmm. Because it's just the only one kid on a Sunday. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of happening, that kind of deal. This Auburn staff did it, brought the house. Yep. Brought all the heavy hitters. Hugh, Cadillac. I mean, they just, they don't miss, man. They don't leave any stone unturned. Like, they cover all their bases. They're building relationships. You've got a former player that's a high school coach in Tampa Catholic right now. And all of our coaches have been down there. They've got a four-star linebacker, a four-star receiver, and a four-star offensive lineman. And... Oh, we've, we've all been down there. He's already been down there. Caddy's been down there. Zach's been down there. Climb has been down there. Like, in Tampa, Tampa ain't, that's not Auburn's backyard. Yep. They're building, Marcus Davis, his recruiting chops are all in South Florida in the Miami area. Mm-hmm. I believe it was two weekends ago. No BS. We had almost 100 kids just from South Florida. I'm telling you, man, it's a different day in Auburn recruiting. And, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop in the SEC. So you, if you want to keep up with it, you got to follow it every day. Mm-hmm. Like right now, it's hotter than ever. These businesses are going to heat up. Kids are committing earlier because they want to be done with it by their senior year. And more and more of them want to graduate in December so that way they can be on campus early and play in the spring game as a freshman and get that early start. And when you're a guy like Keldrick Falk, for example, recently bumped up to a five star, you're a guy like that. You want to, you need to do that because you're going to get reps right away as a mm-hmm. freshman. I mean, we need Keldrick Falk to contribute significantly this year, no doubt. And you're going to see, you're going to see just more and more kids start doing that. I expect us to get some commits out of this weekend, and I, I would expect for that momentum to build into the spring. We're not going to come into this season with two commits like we did last year. We will be in the double digits, I promise you. Oh, man, that was those were terrible times, man. Terrible That's times. Unbelievable. 
is unbelievable. We were getting made fun of, Dustin. But, man, how about Marcus Davis following the pod? How, how about that? Come on the pod, Marcus. We'd yeah. love to talk to you, brother. Yeah, man, that would be awesome. Uh, got the follow back, man, and, and just uh, I was excited about that. I was like, hey – you know, this guy, he he's seeing our tweets, he's seeing the positivity, and we're seeing the positivity from the from his work ethic and the and the job that he's doing. So uh we feel that, Marcus, and we appreciate the follow. And and like my like my boy Dustin just said, brother, you are welcome on this podcast at any time, man. We would love to sit down. Uh we can get on YouTube, chat it up, man, talk Auburn recruiting. And Dustin, you know, when I first started this podcast, man, I had Junior Rose Green on here. He's one of my first ever interviews. And he said that that was one of the main things with him was Auburn was missing the South Florida pipeline connection. And what you just said with all of those kids just from South Florida and, and we just got a running back from South Florida, you know, the, the, through the transfer portal. And, and it just seems like so much positivity coming out of that era. Uh, out of that area, and it just makes me go back to that interview. And, and he said, man, you go back and you look at the all-time Auburn great teams. And he said, that South Florida pipeline was there. He said, Blake, it was there, man. He said, Davis. Yeah, he said, you had those cats down there. He said, on that defensive side of the ball, you had those cats. And he said, and we lost track of that. And he said, I'm just uh, I'm just to the point where we got to get it back, man. He said, I got so many high school athletes down here in this Miami area that are just just overflowing with talent. And he said, and Auburn just never calls. And so uh, to to see the to see the positivity coming out of that area, man, it just speaks volumes to what not only Marcus is doing, but this entire staff, man. And like you mentioned with Coach Hugh Freeze, him being at these high schools, getting to know these head coaches, attacking these four- and five-star athletes. It's, man, it's just a breath of fresh air, honestly. And, and look, I'll be honest with you, Dustin. Auburn's not going to be down long, brother. It, it's not going to happen. And, and like I told each and every one of you previously before, is there? this is a 16 conference, and I will beat that into the ground, and I will die on that hill. Oh. And then that and, and old Mitt, damn sure that they're they're damn sure not in that. Uh, it, it is a it is a Alabama LSU Auburn conference on the west, and on the east it is a Georgia Tennessee Florida conference. And you can sit there and you can try to dice it up any way you want to, but I am sorry to tell you, Texas A and M is not in that. Ole Miss is not in that. Arkansas and Mississippi State is not in that. And you can try to push Kentucky all you want, but they're not in it either. And so, do whatever you got to do to make your make yourself feel happy or, or you know gloat about your program all you want to. But I hate it for you. You know this is a six team conference. Any way you want to slice it, and Auburn's not going to stay at the bottom very long. So uh, I love getting that out there, man. I, I love you. Uh, just the way you follow recruiting, man, I love it. I just you're you're all over the game, and and I just love how you bring your information on this podcast, Dustin. Well, we all have our little, you know, we all have our, the things that we like. Some people are into uniforms and, and the aesthetics and all that kind of stuff, and and uh, I just love recruiting, man. I love like building talent, you know. When I play games, when I play the, the Maddens and the NHLs and the Peepas and all that, 
uh, I'm, that's like my favorite thing is trying to make trades and build a team and all that. So that's just a part of the sports that I love. So, mm-hmm. and these last couple of years have been absolute hell when it <laughs> just, there's just been nothing to follow. Like I felt so bad for the guys that are like on the beat, you know, that their job is to follow recruiting and they don't have stories to write yeah. because the coach isn't trying to recruit. Mm-hmm. It was the craziest thing. So yeah, it's just been a complete 180. And, uh, I think we're going to have a good weekend this weekend, man. Mm. Mm. I'm ready for it. I am ready for it. But I can tell you one thing I'm not ready for, Dustin, and that is another 79-63 to beatdown in Neville Arena, man. We got it absolutely handed to us last night. And, you know, we just talked a little bit a little bit about what went wrong last night uh, a little bit earlier. But, man, we just got beat all over the court last night. In every phase of the basketball game, we got beat. Things stuck out. Guys didn't play well. Katie Johnson, brother, you're still nowhere to be found. Okay. I, I don't I don't know what to say at this point. And if you listen to this podcast, we're calling you out. All right. We gotta see something, brother. We got to see something. I've I've got to see something that that can can show me for him to stay on the court, Dustin. Cause right now, I'm to the point where he doesn't even need to be on the court. I dude uh, I mean, I've like I said the other day, I've just I've never seen a D one athlete miss this many layups. It's bad. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't either. I, I I'm I'm speechless, man. Because it's like Dustin. It's like there was promise. There was promise there last year, and. Now it's like you see a guy last year he was oozing with confidence. He was our psycho. He was the guy that we looked to to pump us pump us up when we were going on a run or a great defensive play was made. And this year all you see is just he squints his eyes and he's just like, "Ah, oh, you know, I didn't I didn't make I didn't commit that foul. I didn't make that foul." And it's just – it seems like something is seriously wrong, Dustin. I don't know what it is. I don't either, but he's – I mean, when he's out there, he's just killing us, man. He's just a liability. Liability. Um, we, we, Of course we can't afford you to be a liability, but, we, man, we need you to, like, contribute and help and be a part of the team. And it's just – I – he gets 18 minutes and Zeb gets 22. And it's like, well, well, Zeb needs to be getting 30 then and KD needs to be getting 10. Yep. And I see Lior only getting 10. And yeah, Lior, he has two points. Lior gets four rebounds in 10 minutes. He, if we ratio that out, I bet he probably rebounded the best on the team. Um, yeah, dude, there's, there's, there's just other people. Trey only got seven minutes. Now I know that Trey hasn't looked great, but like, dude, a little better than KD. Well, why? Why did my thing is 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 how do you go from having that performance against South Carolina to not even touching the floor? You know, I mean, you you <laughs> come on now. I mean, we're trying to build this guy's confidence up, and I just thought the rotations last night were absolutely horrible. Like, wasn't this is night? No, and it, it feels like it never is against Buzz. Honestly, I mean, I know last year we kind of handed it to him earlier in the year, but. It just feels like Buzz has got his number, Dustin. The last 80 minutes he has, hasn't he? That's I mean, a fact. Yeah. I mean, 
it's it's rough, dude. And 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 like tearing our defense up too. And Chris Moore was a no show last night. I mean, I don't. I know he was coming off injury, so I'm gonna give him a, a pass there. But 12 minutes and nothing on the stat sheet. I mean, he got it, one. It almost looked like it hurt us, right? Yeah, it, it, it looked like put us out of flow. Exactly, 100%. It looked like it threw the chemistry completely off, man. It, it, man, we got ran out of Neville, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I said it was going to happen this year, and it was going to happen soon, but yep. it still really sucked that it happened. And this is a weird thing with A&M. They keep beating us in our football stadium, and now they keep beating us in our basketball arena, and I'm get, I'm getting tired of it. And we just can't figure out that trap, dude. I mean, there was this, they just kept doing the same thing, and we just didn't get it figured out. And, you know, I keep saying it, man, and I keep saying it. Uh, we have to go for bigger guards, Dustin. Yeah, I just – and and you know I I put on Twitter I put on Twitter last night that anytime we face guards with length and size, we struggle, we struggle yeah. terribly. And a, and a guy comments and says, "Well, you're you're always going to face problems when you face guards with length." No, I'm talking about when you face when Wendell faces guys that are six three six four. Watch what kind of game he has. He struggles, man, and. I don't I don't I just don't know if we shoot well enough to overcome it, you know? Because maybe if you shoot the rock better from three, they don't trap last night, you know? If you shoot because that's the thing, Dustin, is they know we don't shoot the ball well. So they're okay with trapping because they say, hey, we can leave a KD Johnson open on the wing. And if they beat the trap, KD can shoot it. We know he's not going to make it. Like, they're not scared of Auburn shooting the basketball. And then, last night, I watched I watched Jalen Williams get a wide-open three look, and he dishes it. He dishes it. What did we say earlier? What did we say earlier in the year, Dustin? If he shoots the ball less than 10 times a game, that is a, that is a crime. That is a crime, Dustin. And last night when I watched him catch that ball in the wing and he had a wide-open three, and I think he dished it to Zep in the corner. I think it was Zep. And I sat there and I said, oh, no. No, Jalen, he's not playing with confidence right now. And I just felt like last night, man, Anytime we went, we cut it to single digits like four times. And it was like right at that nine and eight point range. And as soon as we would cut it to single digits, we would give up a bucket. It was like just our defense was getting shredded. We got killed on the boards. I got to look, I got to look at these stats, Dustin. I got to look at these stats. Let me see here. Let me see here. Um, where are we at? Rebounds. We got beat 33-28 to 28 on the boards. They had two more offensive rebounds than we did, three more defensive rebounds. They had eight steals, Dustin. We had three. All right? We had 13 turnovers. They had nine. We got beat in every phase of the game. 
Every phase. They shot 47% in Neville Arena, Dustin. Yeah, man. <laughs> three for 16 from three. And we've won games where we did that, but we just didn't, like you said, the the steals is what really stands out. We just didn't do our – we didn't get out of transition. We didn't get easy buckets. They dictated the flow of the whole game. And like I said, they've done that for 80 straight minutes. Yep. Like, right now, Buzz – Buzz owns Bruce. Yep. I mean, they've they figured something out and that we haven't. And here's the thing, too. Like, it's, So, I don't think Wendell played great last night, but, you know, he gave you 16 and 5. So, like, it wasn't – he's definitely had worse nights. Um, if this is – if that is, like, Wendell's floor, then I'm okay with it. Like, if that's his off night, okay. The problem is, Blake – you do, you're not getting a lot from the other guards. Like, yep. Zeb gives you what he gives you, but he's not going to give you a lot. All Like, you look at him giving you six, and you, you say, okay, well, that's that's actually good for you. So, as far as the offensive end goes, there's no other guard right now. It's all yep. Wendell. KD's giving you nothing. The freshmen are giving you nothing. And Zeb doesn't really give you anything on offense. So... That's kind of my concern, too. It's like, as this season goes on, they're going to just key on Wendell, and there's no other guard that we can lean on. And then when he's out the game, you can you can tell. The yep. scoring has to come from Janai or Flant. Yep. Yeah. And, and there's sometimes where Bruce throws some rotations out there, man, where we don't have a score on the court. Right. Like – where where are we going to get points from? And that's just – I don't know, man. I thought it was a bad night. They trap Wendell. He can't beat the trap. He he throws a turnover. They go down and get an easy bucket. And it was just like, man, they're making it look easy and they're beating the piss out of us, you know. And, and it's just – and I said right before halftime on YouTube, I said, this is danger zone. If Auburn lets this thing get to 15, we're dead. And what do you know? It gets to 15. And I said, there's no coming back from this, man. Like, we don't shoot well enough to come back yeah, from 15. Sure. And shooting three of 16 or 17 or 19 or whatever we've been shooting the past couple nights. <sighs> and then we give up two 30 pieces in back-to-back games. Like, the dude had 30 points and nine boards. Come on, man. Like, and and my thing too is is how they penetrated the teeth of our defense, man. Like they were getting yeah. easy looks, just like bunnies, bunnies. So I know you probably you had the you probably had the TV down because you were live. So what what the announcer said was, and he said this at the start of the game, like before the game was out of hand type thing, and we started off the game with ten to two. Um, he said at the beginning of the game, he said that. The, at shoot around, that was as flat as he had ever seen a Bruce Pearl Auburn team before shoot around. Really? And he's not going to just say that, you know what I mean? Like, so, and then that looked pretty flat to me. Mm-hmm. And I was really confused by that because this is a team that bounced you in the SEC tournament in the first round last year. And we have guys that are dogs. Like I know Flan's a dog. I know that fuck. I know, I know that Janai's a dog. Mm-hmm. So it's like, bro, what happened? Like we got bullied. Mm-hmm. 
So what is what's the deal here? Like I was really surprised, like you said, that they're penetrating the, the teeth of the defense, just getting to the bucket, getting out rebounded. We talk about how Flan has to, you know, he has to rebound and play defense to get going on the offensive side. He only had four rebounds, and he had a couple of the worst shots I've ever seen. Yep. Yeah, that one in the corner that he kind of double clutched on. Oh man, that was horrible. I, I don't. <laughs> it was tough. I don't know, man. It is we just gotta flush it and get ready for eleven AM Saturday morning in Morgantown because we can't lose back to back. Then that's gonna be a tough nope. road contest. Uh the West Virginia team's really, really, really good, man. For sure. I mean, like like we can't afford to lose two in a row, so this is a tough tough place to play. That's not gonna be an easy one. And we need um, we need a quad one win. Dustin is what we need. Our resume is lacking a little bit. Yeah, we haven't. That, that's another frustrating thing about last night. It's like, all right, man. I mean, we got to beat. We got to eventually. We got to beat a good team. Every time we play a decent team, we lose. Mm. Frustrating, man. I don't know. I, I guess we got to go to the go to the the drawing board, regroup, and and get ready for Saturday morning, man. It's a tough one. We got to flush it, and 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 hopefully we can fix these rotations and and can. Get things figured out, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm kind of with you with what you said with the flatness and and there was just no off ball movement last night. It was standing around and I don't know. It just it looked sloppy, man. It looked bad. Uh, one of the poorest performances I've seen in a, in a a hot minute. I mean, that was worse than Athens, Georgia. So uh, hopefully we can rebound, man. Hopefully we can rebound and bounce back, but. Dustin, man, wrapping this thing up, uh, before we get out of here and before I give you the floor, I wanted to make an announcement on this podcast that Tuesday I will be doing an interview with Mikey Matuk, the starting center fielder for the LSU Tigers in 2009 when they won the national championship. He is coming on the pod to talk about the preseason number one ranked LSU baseball Tigers, Dustin. And we are going to talk a little bit about his playing career at LSU, getting drafted, uh, playing Major League Baseball, and now coming back to the Louisiana area and starting his own podcast and covering the LSU Tigers. What a dream job it is for him. Uh, He's got just incredible guests. Each and every day he does his podcast. He goes live and everything, man. Uh, it is awesome. He's a really good guy to talk to. Just responded back to me ASAP. And uh, I really appreciate his time, man. So hopefully we can get a good 20 to 30 minutes out of Mikey, man, and talk some LSU baseball. I know I know we're going to be hammering SEC baseball on this podcast really, really hard. Sure. So uh, can't wait for that. It's about a month out, man. But I'll leave it with you and get your final thoughts before we get out of here. No, look forward to that, man. LSU is going to be a going to be tough for us, and we were able to pull that one out last year. Yeah, we They're were coming to coming to Plainsman this year, man. And uh, I look forward to that for sure. Uh, you follow me on Twitter, dmcshaw twenty eight. Follow me on YouTube and Spotify at Southern Sports Daily. Love it, man. Love it, and uh, I'm sure I'll be back on Dustin's show. 
uh, on the YouTube channel. If you could go subscribe to it and subscribe to the Uptempo Podcast YouTube channel. And we really appreciate each and every one of you listening. There is big things coming. Me and Dustin have a couple more interviews in the works. We will release those coming up here shortly. We're going to try to push some merch coming up here, get some things organized and really starting to try to grow this thing even more. So we appreciate each and every one of you. And with that, War Damn Eagle, we're out. We'll see you on the next one.